Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol two man car, Jess Romero, Paul Clay, two lovers of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Two lovers of Our Lady, two retired cops that are now 10-8 on duty for the Lord Jesus Christ. Today is the feast day of St. Perpetua and St. Felicity. Pray for us. Paul, are you 10-8, my friend? 10-8, yes, ready to go. Paul, we're going to share some wise words from somebody who I consider one of God's prophets on earth today. The Bible talks about God always having a prophet upon the earth in the book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 8. I believe one of those prophetic voices on planet Earth today is Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano. That's my opinion, and I'm entitled to it. Somebody may you know, disagree, <laughs> um, but I think I can argue for the fact that he is a, a modern-day prophet. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. Here, here's, a tra- here's a trait of a prophet, and I see this in, in Archbishop Vigano, Paul. Mm-hmm. Number one, you'll see that prophets are generally put off by their own kind, you know. Uh, they, 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 they're in exile. Well, he's in exile. Prophets speak with moral clarity and they speak truth to power. That's Vigano. Prophets speak about the consequences of sin. That's Vigano. Mm -hmm. Prophets call people to repentance. That's Vigano. Mm -hmm. Prophets lean heavily on God's word. That's Vigano. Prophets are persecuted by oftentimes their own brothers. <laughs> That's Vigano. And prophets are men that are marked for murder. That's Vigano. And I'm sure sounds, he was, yeah. <laughs> I think he fits the me. qualifications. Yeah, just he sounds a lot like the prophet Jeremiah. <laughs> the weeping prophet. Yeah. So let's read from the weeping prophet. We'll give some comments. This is, a, it's called, uh, Archbishop Vigano, the globalist New World Order has the marks of the anti-church of Satan. Let me just define a little bit about New World Order. The world order that we live in today was given to us by the Roman Catholic Church. We call that Western civilization. Mm -hmm. Everything great about Western civilization, I mean everything, roads, toothbrushes, toothpaste, law books, courts, everything came from Roman Catholic Christianity. Mm. Well, the New World Order are these uh, godless, Marxist, unbelieving, uh, secret society members that want to destroy what the Roman Catholic Church has given us for 2,000 years, and they want a new world order. Big government, anarchy reigns, Mm. big tech, big pharma, what you call corporatocracy, where you have major corporations along with the government, just subjugating the people. That's what we have going on right now. And they're using yeah. the environment as their gospel, Paul. So let's start off. Let me jump in here. Yeah. Archbishop Vigano says, those who do not accept the anti-gospel of Davos are ipso facto heretics and must therefore be punished, excommunicated, separated from the social body and considered public enemies. He's talking about the Davos meeting in Switzerland by billionaires that are environmentalist worshipers, and they're trying to they're trying to make force everybody through through laws, uh, international laws, make the rest of us worship at the feet of the environment. 
uh, it says some observations on the globalist cult. It forced all the people, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a stamped image on their right hand or forehead. No one can buy or sell except for those who have who have the stamped image. That is the name of the beast or the number that corresponds to his name. Revelation chapter 13, verses 16 to 17. Vigano quoted that mm-hmm. because a lot of this looks like this, you know, forced jabs, forced, uh, forced uh, vaccine passports, etc. Force, force, force. This is very reminiscent of what happened at the time of John the Apostle, and he wrote about it in Revelation chapter 13. Paul, you want to pick it up there? Uh, I'm not sure where you're reading from, Jess, so go ahead. I don't know where you began. Okay. It is in an interesting interview on Fox News titled Church of Environmentalism. <clears throat> journalist uh, <clears throat> Tucker Carlson has brought to light a contradiction that may have escaped the notice of many people, but which I consider extremely revealing. By the way, Paul, this guy, uh, I'm sure glad we got Tucker Carlson out there. He's uh, talking about a voice <laughs> of reason. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Uh, Go yeah. Ahead. And, Je- you know, Jess, I just wanted to, you know, you, you, you drew some parallels in, in the book of Revelation and everything. But, you know, for years, you know, people have been talking about the Antichrist and end times and so forth. And um, we couldn't have even imagined uh, that that any individual would have such control over the world. And yet, from the time we were kids to right now. Uh, it's amazing on how quickly it, it has happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's continue on with the article. Yeah, Tucker uh, Carlson recalls that the American Constitution prohibits any state religion, but for some time the governing Democratic Party has imposed on the American people, here it is, the globalist cult mm-hmm. with its green agenda, its woke dogmas, its condemnations and cancel culture. It's priests of the World Health Organization and the prophets of the World Economic Forum. Well said, Tuck, uh, Bishop Bino. A religion in all respects, all-encompassing, but not, not only for the life of the individuals who practice it, but also in the life of the nation that publicly confesses it, adapts laws and sentences to it, and inspires education in every governmental action around it. A very good description by the, by the Archbishop. What we're dealing with, Paul, is a pseudo-religion. Yes, no doubt about it. Yeah, you want to pick it up from there? Yeah. In the name of the globalist religion, its adherents demand that all citizens behave in accordance with the morality of the new world order, accepting uncritically and with an attitude of devout submission to religious authority, the doctrine defined ex cathedra by the (laughs) Davos Sanhedrin. Uh, he truly sees this thing uh, through through spiritual lenses, Jess, and he is clearly, right on clearly. the money. Yeah. yeah. Um, citizens are not required merely to share the motivations that justify the healthy, the health, economic or social policies imposed by governments, but to give their blind and irrational assent, which goes far beyond faith. For this reason, it is not allowed to contest the psycho pandemic, <laughs> criticize the management of the vaccination campaign, argue the groundlessness of climate alarms, oppose the evidence of NATO's provocation of the Russian Federation with the Ukrainian crisis, amen, Bishop, ask for investigations into Hunter Biden's laptop or the electoral fraud that prevented President Donald J. Trump 
from remaining in the White House or refuse to stand by as children are corrupted with the LGBTQ obscenities. Mm. Call it like it is, Bishop, obscenities. Mm. Uh, it was not even a generation ago, Jess, that it was clearly obscenities. And now we're allowing these drag queens to go to our schools and perform before children. It was Truly, it, they it have been bewitched. Yeah, we ha- exactly. It wasn't up until a co- <laughs> like last week that people would be arrested for, for uh, indecent exposure and exib- exhibiting themselves for what's now mainstream, thanks to the woke left. Oh, yeah. I remember just as a young deputy when we used to, you know, uh, you know, bring in the, the, the chains and and they would have these people in transition, half men, half women. And t- I, I remember being shocked because I was just a young, young deputy. <laughs> Both of and us. I was like, what kind of monstrosity is this? You know, I'm not who, kidding you. Who has bewitched you, oh, foolish Americans? Oh, it was terrible. Let's continue yeah. on. After three After, years of. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Pick it up. No, go. no, no. You continue, Jessica. After three years of follies incomprehensible to a rational mind but amply justifiable in a perspective of blind fideism the proposal formulated by an american clinic to ask patients to give a part of their anesthesia so as to reduce their trace of carbon dioxide and save the planet should therefore not be read as a grotesque pretext to reduce hospital expenses to the detriment of patients but as a religious act a penance to be accepted willingly an ethically meritorious act. Yeah. Jess, can you? I read that to my wife, and she, she was like, "Who, who's going to go for something like that? Give up some of your anesthesia, you know, when you have to have a medical procedure <laughs> in order to save the planet. Yeah. I don't know anybody that would be that foolish. Look at the next couple of paragraphs are so spot on. Let me jump. Let me get this mm-hmm. one before we go to the break. Yeah. Because, because we, we see that. The, the the New World Order operates like a religion. Look at yeah. He writes, the penitential character is indispensable in this operation of forced conversion of the masses to the New World Order because it counterbalances the absurdity of the action with the reward of a promised good, that is, wearing the mask, which is useless. The citizen's religious adherent has made his own gesture of submission, has offered himself to the divinity, the state, the community, a submission confirmed with the equally public act of vaccination, which represented a sort of baptism in the globalist faith, the initiation into worship. The high priests of this religion have even reached the point of theorizing human sacrifice by means of abortion and euthanasia, a sacrifice required by the common good so as not to overpopulate the planet, burden public health, or be a burden on social activity. That's the mockery of the Catholic faith. The Catholic Mass is a once and for all sacrifice of Calvary made present. Yes, and the left, yes. Paul, they have their own sacrificial system yes. of Satan. It's called yes. abortion and euthanasia. Yes, yes. And Jess, the Catholic Church calls it correctly when, when, when it recognizes that man by his nature is a religious being. Yes. And so if you're not going to worship the one true God, man will make up a God. Man will worship the God, little g, Satan, the God of this world. And that's exactly what you see going on. Stick around. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. 
If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. I'd rather be a child of God than a king of this world. Jesus 911, two-man car. Jess Romero, Paul Clay. We're on Soul Patrol. We're out there putting out the truth. We're firing missiles of truth at the wall of lies. We're sharing an incredible article penned by Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, who I consider a prophet for our time. And he's making the connection that the New World Order is running, uh, that's trying to run the entire world right now, and trying to destroy everything that the Catholic Church built up called Western civilization. They operate like a religion, without a doubt. Archbishop Vigano says, even the mutilations to which those who profess gender doctrine are subjected and the deprivation of reproductive faculties induced by homosexuality are nothing more than forms of sacrifice and immolation of oneself, of one's body, one's health, including life itself. Receiving, for example, an experimental gene therapy, demonstrably dangerous and often deadly. Paul, pick it up from there. Yes. Adherence to globalism is not optional. It is the state religion. The state tolerates non-practitioners to the extent that their presence does not prevent society from exercising this cult. Indeed, in its presumption of being legitimized by ethical principles to impose on citizens what represents an incontestable superior good, the state also obliges dissenters to perform the basic acts of globalist morality, punishing them if they do not conform to its precepts. Interesting. Pick it up. Look at this paragraph. This one's good. Yeah. Eating insects and not meat, injecting drugs instead of practicing a healthy life, using electricity instead of gasoline, renouncing private property and freedom of movement, enduring controls and limitations of fundamental rights, accepting the worst moral and sexual deviations in the name of freedom, renouncing the family to live isolated without inheriting anything from the past and without transmitting anything to posterity, erasing one's identity in the name of political correctness, denying the Christian faith to embrace woke superstition, Hmm. conditioning one's work and one's substance to respect absurd rules. All these are elements destined to become part of the daily life of the individual, a life based on an ideological model that on closer inspection, no one wants and no one has asked for. And that justifies its existence only with the boogeyman of an unproven and uh, of an unproven and unprovable ecological apocalypse. Mm. Amen. Amen. Bishop. Listen, Jess, unproven. Um, uh, you know, yeah, I don't no, care what no anybody says. It. There's no science behind it, Paul. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it is it, what it is. It's the biggest. The, the world has been hoodwinked. This is an opportunity. They create a false emergency in order because what happens when you when, when, when people panic, they willingly give up their rights. They are moving us into the slavery of the system of the um, political ideology of the Antichrist. Yeah. And this idea of Marxism, social Marxism that we see affecting this country right now is exactly the stuff that our Blessed Mother warned us about, that these errors would would corral the world in, right down the, um, you know, into um, into submission to the Antichrist and his agenda. 
Yep, we're, we're seeing it right now. The Blessed Virgin Mary has warned us and many Marian apparitions about yep. everything that's happening right now. And uh, we have to listen to those approved Marian apparitions so that yep. we can get a, so that we can get this moral clarity. The article says, Archbishop Vigano says, this violates not only the much vaunted freedom of religion on which this society is founded, but wants to lead us step by step inexorably to the point of making this cult exclusive the only one allowed. What cult mm. is he talking about? The Church of Environmentalism. That's what he's talking about. The Church of Environmentalism defines itself as inclusive, but does not tolerate dissent. And it does not accept dialectically engaging with those who question its dictates. Those who do not accept the anti-gospel of Davos, Switzerland, are ipso facto heretics and must therefore, therefore be punished, excommunicated, separated from the social body, and considered public enemies. They must be re-educated by force, both through an incessant hammering of the media and also through the imposition of a social stigma and truly extortive forms of consent, starting with the informed consent of submitting against their will to the vaccination obligation and continuing in the madness of the so-called 15-minute city, mm. which is anticipated, moreover, in detail in the programmatic points of the, 20, of the 2030 agenda, which are ultimately dogmatic canons to the contrary. Jess, does the audience understand what the 15-minute city is? Explain it to them. Well, essentially, this is their idea that, you know, as they limit our ability to travel, as they limit our ability to, you know, to use the resources of the earth uh, as God has given them to us for to power our cars and, and our houses, they, 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 they want to redesign these cities that essentially say that everything is going to be within a close proximity and we don't have to drive anymore. We can walk. Everything that we need will be right there. They want to basically take us back to uh, uh, the Stone Ages. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable. But this is this is what these people are proposing. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the 15 minute cities, this is why it's not it's no uh, it's no coincidence that a lot of the major cities around the country. They keep building these metro rails. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because uh, they want they want that to replace cars entirely. Eventually. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Continue, Paul. Yeah. The problem with this disturbing phenomenon of mass superstition is that the state religion has not imposed de facto only in the United has not been deposed. I mean, imposed de facto only in the United States of America, but it has also spread to all nations of the Western world. And I might add, Jess, that, you know, this idea of NATO and so forth is, it, it, you know, it's it, it's a myth. The United States is calling all the shots, making all the decisions. And essentially, uh, we're the we're the monster behind all of this. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and Paul, you and me are saying this very painfully because we're patriots. We love this country. Of course. We have, of we have course. to call it out. We have to call it out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, okay. De facto, the United States of America, but has been spread to all the nations of the Western world whose leaders were converted to the globalist word by the great apostle of the Great Recess, uh, Reset, Klaus Schwab, its self-proclaimed pope, who is therefore invested with an infallible and incontestable authority. And just I'd also like to add, I'd like to also add behind this is, you know, that all the money and the powerful 
you know, every, you know, of the world, those are the ones that are involved in Davos. These are the ones, the left wingers, the Bill Gateses and so forth, that are all pooling their money. Um, The George Soros's, they're all pooling their money because they believe that they know what's best for the world. Uh, So, yeah, on the one hand, you have the governments of the world, but they're controlling who sits in the seat. So, you know, and so we we have to understand that example, Joe Biden, the number one billionaire donor of the Democratic Party is none other than George Soros. So these guys are nothing more than talking heads for these global elitists that are behind the scenes calling the shots. The global elitists, Paul, they're the they're the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain. And uh, you got the Clintons, Obamas, Biden. They're just the puppets that that are being their their strings are being pulled. Yep. It says, uh, <clears throat> and as in the Annuario Pontificio, we can read the list of cardinals, bishops, and prelates of the Roman Curia and dioceses spread throughout the world. So on the website of the World Economic Forum, we find the list of prelates of globalism from Justin Trudeau to Emmanuel Macron, discovering that not only the presidents and prime ministers of many states belong to this church, but also numerous official heads of the international bodies and major multinational corporations and members of the media. To these must also be added the preachers and missionaries who work for the spread of the globalist faith, actors, singers, influencers, sportsmen, intellectuals, doctors, teachers, a very powerful, highly organized network, widespread not only at the top of the ins- of institutions, but also in universities and courts, in companies and hospitals, in peripheral bodies and local municipalities, in cultural and sports associations, so that it is impossible to escape indoctrination, even in a, in a provincial primary school or in a small rural community. It is disconcerting, you must admit, that in the number of converts to the universal religion, we can also count exponents of the world religions, among them even Jorge Mario Bergoglio, uh, <laughs> who's the head of the Church of Rome, with all the cowardliness of ecclesiastics faithful to him. The apostasy of the cat... Wow, talk about uh, not having hair on your tongue, as they say in Spanish. No pelos en la lengua, no hair on your tongue. The apostasy of the Catholic hierarchy has reached the point of worshiping the idol of Pachamama, the Mother Earth, demonic personification of ecumenical, inclusive, and sustainable Amazonian globalism. But it was not... But it, but was it not John Podesta himself who advocated the advent of a springtime of the church that would replace its doctrine with a vague environmentalist sentimentality, finding prompt execution of his hopes in the coordinated action that led to the resignation of Pope Benedict XVI and the election of Mario Bergoglio? Hmm. This guy, you know, like, this guy, writes like a detective, Paul. He writes like a Scotland's Yard's detective. He's yeah. he's connecting all the dots. Yeah, listen, uh, I like one of his uh, recent uh, homilies that he did. And he he says, you know, the one who should be, you know, helping us and helping us to get on the ark, hoc est arca, right? This is the church. Uh, He's instead he's jumped on this transatlantic uh, monstrosity called the Titanic, (laughs) which is heading full force into an iceberg. And he's there with the mighty of the world toasting you know, the mighty of the world rather than doing what God has called him to do and be faithful to pass on that which was given to him and to safeguard, not to be a hireling, but to be a true shepherd to us, the people. 
I could you you just painted a perfect description. I could just picture completely what you just said right now. That was a masterful <laughs> picture that you just in the in the mind you just massively described the state the state of the church right now. That was that was the great Archbishop Vigano that uh, I was just quoting from him. You know, <laughs> yeah, the great prophet yeah. of our times. Yeah. What we are witnessing yeah. is nothing more than the reverse application of the process that led to the spread of Christianity in the Roman Empire and then throughout the world, a sort of revenge of barbarism and paganism on the faith of Christ. When Julian the Apostate tried to, what, tried to do in the 4th century, that is, to restore the cult of pagan gods, today is pursued zealously, zealously by new apostates, all unified by a sacred fury that makes them as dangerous as they are convinced of being able to succeed in their intentions because of the endless means at their disposal. Yeah, they have endless money at their disposal. That's exactly yes. what Vigano just said. Hey, you're listening to Jesus 911. Two-Man Car will continue talking about this grave, grave prophetic utterance by Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano. Uh, this is Jesus 911. Remember, the uh, flagship verse for this program is Psalm 69, verse 2. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Stick around, we'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888 526 2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911. Catholicism is not on a hundred yard dash. It's a marathon race. Catholicism, it, it's not a short and frenzied burst of emotion. Catholicism is a long and steady dedication of a lifetime. That's why the Lord says, those who persevere to the end, Matthew 24, 13, will be saved. Hang on, church. We'll be here every single week trying to inspire you so that we all get to heaven and we, all, well, we can all take that victory lap. Amen. Paul, we're talking about Archbishop Vigano, an incredible essay that he wrote on the state of the world. Do you want to pick it up where we left off? Yeah, was that in reality? Yes, sir. Yep. In, in reality, this religion is nothing more than a modern incarnation of the cult of Lucifer. What? The recent <laughs> satanic performance of the Grammy Awards, sponsored by Pfizer, is only the latest confirmation of an adherence to an infernal world that until now had been silenced because it was still considered unmentionable. Interesting, that connection. The satanic performance by Sam Smith at the Grammy Awards, sponsored by who? The people that they, they, we've got to take, we got to take their jab. Pfizer, interesting, and they sponsor a satanic performance. Hmm, I wonder if there's any Satanists that work for Pfizer and Luciferians. I'm just wondering. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it is no mystery that the ideologies of globalist thought are all indistinctly anti-Christian and anti-clerical, significantly hostile to Christian morality, and ostentatiously opposed to the civilization and culture that the gospel has shaped in 2,000 years of history, is what you said in the beginning, Jess. Yep, that's Catholicism. <laughs> yep. Not only that, the indistinguishable hatred towards life and towards all that is the work of the Creator for man to nature uh, reveals the attempt 
almost successful, albeit delirious, to tamper with the order of creation, to modify plants, uh, plants and animals, to change the very human DNA through bioengineering interventions to deprive man. And let's, let's not forget, uh, a, um, you know, uh, artificial intelligence, right? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. To deprive man of his individuality and his free will, making him controllable and even maneuverable through transhumanism. Jess, I will just tell you that if the sun shall make you free, uh, you shall be free indeed. Then we know that the Antichrist, uh, that is to say, Satan's monstrosity, um, <laughs> it, you know, is attempting to enslave man. And it's time for us to wake up as Catholics. And I just wanted to just throw this little plug in there. But what can you do as Catholics? I'll tell you what you can do. Number one, there is a reason why that the Latin mass is in the sights of, uh, you know, uh, and, and is being persecuted right now because it is the greatest prayer and it's the greatest form of adoration uh, to our Lord, uh, to, to, the, to the Lord God, as we present, you know, Jesus Christ crucified uh, on our behalf. And Jess, I would say that uh, I would just give everybody, you know, even whether you go to the Latin mass or not, go anyway, uh, go and see uh, the worship, go and experience it, flood the churches and uh, do, do not let them uh, have a victory over the Latin mass. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going to give the people an action item that's doable. Let's yeah. just say some people are saying, well, Jess, there's no Latin Mass, you know, two hours from me in either direction. All right, mm -hmm. I get that. It's not every. Mm -hmm. I get that. Here's a challenge for all our listeners. Learn the rosary in Latin. Oh, that's doable. Like that's doable. Mm -hmm. Okay. Learn the Our Father, the Hail Marys, and the Glory Be, and, and the sign of the cross in Latin. That's doable for Lent. Okay. That's a start. That's a mm -hmm. start. Get that down, and then you can move on to phase two. Say, I'm going to look for a Latin Mass somewhere, if I can find one, even if I have to drive a distance. But let's all start this Lent with learning our rosary, the Our Fathers, the Hail Marys, and the Glory Bees in Latin. That's the action item, so mm -hmm. that we can work on our own personal interior life. Yep. So, the article of Archbishop Vigano says, This satanic hatred is expressed... Uh, in the determination to make it impossible for Christians to practice that re their religion, to see its principles respected, to be able to make their contribution in society, and ultimately in the will to induce them to do evil, or at least to ensure that they cannot do good, much less spread it, and if they do, to distort their original motivations, love of God and neighbor, by perverting them with pitiful, philanthropic, or environmentalist purposes." All the precepts of the globalist religion are a counterfeit version of the Ten Commandments. Their grotesque inversion, an obscene reversal. In practice, they use the same means that the church has used for evangelization, both the aim of damning souls and subjecting them not to the law of God, but to the tyranny of the devil under the inquisitorial control of the anti-church of Satan. <laughs> Man. Hell yeah. I love these. I love these little <laughs> references. Uh, <laughs> you know, continuing in, in this. this oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go, go Paul. Yeah. In this perspective, the American secret services are also reporting on groups of traditional Catholic faithful, <laughs> confirming that the enmity between the seed of the woman 
and that of the serpent, Genesis 3.15, is a theological reality in which the enemies of God believe above all, and that no one of the signs of the end times is precisely the uh, abolition of the holy sacrifice and the presence of the abomination of desolation in the temple. Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. Go ahead, Jess. What do you you got? You know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see all the Latin masses around the world, at least the English-speaking ones, they they generally do the the announcements before Mass. That, mm-hmm. that, I would like the person to do the announcements to say, uh, after they do, as they're doing the announcements, add this one. By the way, if anybody is here from the FBI, you're more than welcome to worship with us. But if you're not in a state of grace, refrain from receiving Holy Communion. Every Latin <laughs> Mass. <laughs> yeah. 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 Be, right, right from the pulpit, as they're giving the announcements before Mass, they're saying, right. oh, by the way, if there's anybody here from the FBI... You're more than welcome to worship God with us, but if you're not in a state of grace, refrain from communion to holy communion. Yeah, and if you have, yeah, yeah, and if you happen to be like they accuse uh, some type of white supremacist movement, you know, you definitely need to repent before you can (laughs) partake of any sacrament in this church. We believe in repentance. Uh, Anyway, yeah. By the way, let me just make a comment. Uh, the one of the, fa- uh, the fa- doctors of the church, Saint Alphonsus Liguori, said that that when the Antichrist comes, he will abolish the, the mass, just like uh, Antiochus Epiphanes abolished the temple sacrifice uh, before the time of Christ. Th- there's going to be a mm. parallel with the Antichrist. He's mm-hmm. going, and we already got we already got a taste of it, Paul, with the mm-hmm. with the uh, pandemic pandemic uh, lockdowns. We got a taste of what the Antichrist is going to do. Go ahead. That's it. Yeah, uh, so we're going to go to the attempts to suppress or limit the traditional mass unite deep church and deep state, revealing the essentially Luciferian matrix of both. Preach it, Archbishop Vigano, (laughs) because both know very well what are the infinite graces, infinite graces that pour out on the church and on the world through that mass. Through that mass, the deaf, you know, and they want to prevent those graces from being given so that they do not hinder their plans. They show us to themselves our battle is not only against creatures of flesh and blood. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Jess, we need to recognize that this is a spiritual battle being played out. We know that the natural, the temporal reflects spiritual realities. Yes. And this is yeah. what we see going on here. This and this is why the Catholic Church has been infiltrated. It has been attacked by secret organizations such as Freemasonry, et cetera, et cetera. Why? Because the uh, the graces that flow forth from yes. Holy Mother Church exactly. are exactly uh, what they what want to is, stop. They want to stop yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, which which prevents evil. Uh, you are the salt of the earth, Jesus said. Salt uh, is a preservative. Okay, they they really want to save this world and, and preserve this world. Then let the Catholic gospel be proclaimed from sea to sea. That's right. Tucker Carlson's observation highlights the deception to which we are subjected daily by our rulers. The theoretical imposition of the secularism of the state has served to eliminate the presence of the true God from the institutions, while the practical imposition of the globalist religion serves to introduce Satan into the institutions with the aim of establishing that dystopian new world order 
in which the Antichrist will claim to be worshipped as a god in his mad delirium to replace our Lord. The warnings of the book of Revelation take on even greater concreteness. The more the plan proceeds to subject all men to a control that prevents any possibility of disobedience and resistance. Only now do we understand what it means not to be able to buy or sell without the Green Pass, which is nothing if not the technological version of the mark with the number of the beast, referring to Revelation chapter 13, verse 17. But if not everyone is yet ready to recognize the error of having abandoned Christ in the name of a corrupt and deceptive freedom that has hidden that has hidden unspeakable intentions, I believe that today many are ready psychologically, even before rationally, to take note of the coup d'etat with, with, with which a lobby of dangerous fanatics is managing to take power in the United States and in the world, determined to make any move, even the most reckless, in order to maintain it. Hmm. Through a twist of providence, the secularism of the state, which in itself offends God because it denies him the public worship to which he's sovereign, could be the argument with which to put an end to the subversive project of the Great Reset. If Americans, and with them the peoples of the whole world, can rebel against this forced conversion, demanding that citizens, representatives, and positions of government be accountable to the holders of national sovereignty and not to the leaders of the globalist Sanhedrin, it will perhaps be possible to put a stop to this race towards the abyss. Paul? Mm, yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, uh, I hear the music. Okay. We'll pick it up. Jesus 911. Two-man car, we'll pick it up, uh, Archbishop Vigano. Uh, mm. Words of a prophet, successor of the apostle. Uh, I, I almost feel like I'm listening to John the Baptist right now. Stick around, <laughs> don't go anywhere, we'll be right back. Or John the Apostle, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. I heard somebody say once, uh, without hope for the future, there is no power in the present. Oh, that was Paul Clay. That's where I heard say that. <laughs> You're listening to Jesus 911. We're sharing the prophetic words of uh, St. John the Apostle in the mouth of Archbishop Vigano. Uh, we'll wrap it up here. We got some parting comments to make. Paul, you want to finish it up? Yes. <clears throat> but, to, but to do so requires the awareness that this will only, uh, that this will only a first phase in the process of, of liberation from this infernal lobby, which must be followed by the reappropriation of those moral principles proper to Christianity that constitute the foundations of Western civilization and the most effective defense against the bar barbarism of neo-paganism. For too long, citizens and faithful have passively suffered the decisions of their political and religious leaders in the face of the evidence of their betrayal. You know what he's calling for, Jess. He's calling for us, and the people rose up as one. That's what he wants. He wants us to be understand what's going on and resist. Uh, respect, respect for authority is based on the recognition of a theological fact that is 
of the Lordship of Jesus Christ over individuals, nations, and the church. If those in authority in the state and in the church act against the citizens and the faithful, their power is usurped and their authority is null and void. Again, I love it. Finish it up, Jess. Let not let us not forget that rulers are not the owners of the state and the masters of the citizens. Just as the Pope and bishops are not the owners of the church and the masters of the faithful. <clears throat> if they do not want to be like fathers to us, if they do not want our if they do not want our good and indeed do everything to corrupt us in body and spirit, it's time to drive them out of their positions and call them to account for their betrayal, their crimes, and their scandalous lies. Mm. Wow. God God uh, may God protect this uh this man. We need his voice for another 20 years. We need that type of moral clarity. Yes. So what's the action item? The action item is anybody listening to the show. I'd like you to learn the, the rosary in Latin. You can just go on YouTube. Archb Archbishop uh, uh, Cardinal Burke, Raymond Burke, he does the rosary in Latin. Uh, it's, there's a YouTube on, on him. He does. Uh, there's many other people. Taylor Marshall does it in Latin. There's several other people that are on YouTube that do it in Latin. So that, that's what I do in the morning. I get up, mm -hmm. brush my teeth, open up my yep. laptop. I put on my Latin rosary. Usually, it'd go to our bishop. There's a, Pope Benedict does it in Latin too, mm -hmm. uh, and I'll and I'll pick the rosary for the day, and I'll pray along with whoever I'm listening to on YouTube as I'm making the bed and brushing my teeth, and I'm praying get my rosary in before I go to mass. So every and, and I pray it in Latin. That way, that's the way I've been able to memorize it. You just hear it every single day, mm -hmm. and uh, you'll catch it. You'll catch on in a few weeks. Also, another thing that I do want to mention, just to give people hope is uh, let me call out these globalists, okay? These globalists get together at the World Economic Forum, and they're the ones that they manufactured. They're manufacturing this energy crisis. <clears throat> they're manufacturing these, uh, these reduce the population through wars, through viruses, mm -hmm. through hazmat spills, through man-caused mm -hmm. food shortages, through mm -hmm. vaccines, through contraception, and through abortion. And how are they doing it? Mm -hmm. You have a combination of big government, which is powerful, and it's basically the U.S. And they're annexing themselves to gigantic corporations that are very powerful as well. There's a word that's used to define big government and big giant corporate corporations. It's called corporatocracy. I'll say it again. Corporatocracy. That's the alliance of big government with big corporations. And what happens? The, if this type of alliance, they seek to control the entire planet. And if they control the entire planet, you know this is the work of the Antichrist and he's here Absolutely. amongst us. And you know it. And yeah. Yeah. And, and and this corporatocracy that you're talking about, I mean it's it's clear that um uh uh, that connection is 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 just so clear, Jess. But I I just want to say one thing, Jess, before we let you wrap it up here. Uh, we could be tempted to despair. Yeah, we really could in listening to all of this. But I want to give uh, the people a little bit of hope. In Psalm chapter ninety four, we're going to start with verse one. Yes, the Lord, the Lord is a God who avenges. O God who avenges, shine forth, rise up, judges the earth. Pay back to the proud what they deserve. How long, O oh Lord, will the wicked, how long will the wicked be jubilant? 
That's what we're asking the Lord, right? Because right now the wicked seem to have the upper hand. But listen to what God has to say. They pour out arrogant words. All the evildoers are full of boasting. They crush your people, Lord. They oppress your inheritance. They slay the widow and the foreigner. They murder the fatherless. They say, the Lord does not see. The God of Jacob does not notice. Take notice, you senseless ones among the people, you fools who will... Uh, uh, when, uh, when will you become wise? Does he who fashioned the ear not hear? Does he who formed the eye not see? Does he who disciplines nations not punish? Does he who teaches mankind lack knowledge? The Lord knows all human plans. He knows that they are futile. Blessed is the one you discipline, Lord, the one you teach from your law. You grant them relief from days of trouble till a pit is dug for the wicked, for the Lord will not reject his people. He will never forsake his inheritance. Judgment will again be founded and righteousness and all the upright in the heart will follow it. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. Amen. Those are words that, that fill my heart with, uh, with uh, a baptism of boldness. Amen, brother. <laughs> because, yeah, because we we know who's we know who's in charge. We know yes. We know, we know who calls the shots, and it's not the New World Order. It's the Lord Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Yes. And what's what's the Lord doing right now in heaven? Psalm two. He's laughing at wicked, wicked people. That's what he yeah. he's God is busting up at wicked people right now. You don't believe me? Psalm chapter two, verse one and following. <laughs> Why do the nations conspire and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of the earth set themselves. And the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and his anointed, saying, Let us burst their bonds asunder and cast their cords from us. God, who sits in the heavens, laughs. The Lord has them in derision. Mm. Then he will speak to them in his wrath and terrify them in his fury, saying, I have set my king on Zion, my Amen. holy hill. Lord Jesus, come. Yes, the Lord is laughing at wicked men right now. But they're they're so they're they're uh, they're look they're, they're like uh, you know little little ants uh, that are trying to terrify a lion. <laughs> you know, it's it, it, and and their days are their days are numbered. They're all old men, Paul. These people are old men. Mm -hmm. And and uh, they're rounding third base, as they say in baseball. Let me give some words of inspiration, just some thoughts here. Uh, I, I remember the movie, the, the the Gladiator, when you have General Maximus Spaniard, and he said this one phrase, and I, uh, this applies to us right now as Catholics. He said, "What we do in this life will echo in eternity. So prepare mm. yourselves for glory." That was King Leonidas. Well, great, what? great line. <laughs> what a great line. I'll say it again, Catholics. What you do in this life will echo in eternity, so prepare for glory. In other words, what's King Leonidas saying? He's basically saying we've got to become the best version of ourselves. And he's also saying get holy or die trying. That's what he's saying. There's another movie that uh, I'm going to share with the audience. It was Prince Hector in the movie. It was called Troy. And he told the soldiers right before the battle against the Greeks, here's what he said. He said, quote, Trojans, all my life I have lived by a code. 
And the code is simple. Honor the gods, love your women, and defend your country. Troy is mother to us all. Fight for her. Okay, remember, he was the pagan king. Well, it applies even more to us as Catholics. I'm telling mm -hmm. Catholics, Catholics. Honor God. Honor God, the one true God. Love yes. your wife and your family. Defend your country. And remember, the church is mother to us all. Fight yes. for her. Her. Fight yes. for her. Amen, brother. Amen, amen. And again, I say amen. Jess, I'm fired up. <laughs> you have fired me up because, listen, we all need to understand the Lord is on the throne, seated and exalted. That's all you have to know. The rest is Jesus Christ. He charged us. He said uh, all the authority in heaven and earth has, you know, has been given unto him by the Father. And he, by extension, has authorized us to exercise his authority to go out and fight the evil in this world. Amen. And in the end, remember, church, we have, we have the certainty that truth will triumph over lies. We have the certainty that light will triumph over darkness. We have the certainty that good will triumph over evil. So Catholics, stand firm. And rush to the battle lines with Jesus Indeed. in your heart, with a rosary in one hand and a Bible in your other hand. No matter what happens, no matter how this battle turns out, we know that we win at the end because Christ the King has already won the war. And remember, Christ heals, Christ saves, Christ sets free. Jesus Christ came to save the lost, the last, and the least. And that sounds like he came to save me. Yeah, and don't hold on to anything too tight in this world, not even your life. Why? Because, uh, you know, uh, God, we understand that God is, you know, in eternity is the one who will give you an eternal reward. The things of this world are only temporary, okay? So this temporal, um, this, this body that I have that is destined to perish because of sin, uh, God will give you an upgrade. Okay. Uh, that, right. that's, you know, Jesus said, you know, yeah, when we die, when he resurrects us eventually, uh, we will have an upgrade. Uh, I has not seen nor ear has heard the things that God has prepared for us. So relax, understand that God is the one who holds the rudder and he is steering this ship. Amen. Trust in God. Pray the rosary. This is a great time to be a Catholic Christian. We know we're on the winning side. God's not dead, Nietzsche. God's not even tired. <laughs> hey, I like that. <laughs> That's a wrap. Next time. Hey, up next, Gary Machuda, the big guy, coming to you from the Midwest Command Center, giving you high-level apologetics. As for me and Paul Clay, two retired cops for Christ, we are EOW End of Watch. We'll see you next time. Same Christ time, same Christ channel. God bless you. Keep the faith. And as... Uh, Blessed Jose Rio says, Viva Cristo Rey.